Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tonight, uh, the first of three one-dayers and then there's uh, three T20s, I believe. The Black Caps are playing in India in Hyderabad tonight. They are down on power. The man that's going to break it down for you and into centimetres of breakdown is Garth Galloway. Hey, Garth, how are you, buddy? I'll do, I'll, I'll do my best. Inches, how's that? <laughs> no, no, that's old school, mate. We're not imperial. Come on, centimetres, you know, millimetres, all that sort of stuff. How are you? All right. All right, I'll do it your way. Have you, uh, you've probably watched enough cricket to sink a battleship, so do you have confidence going into this, after the Pakistan series, going into this one? Well, well, I think New Zealand did very well over there, Stephen, and to, to win a series two one in Pakistan was was you know it, it was meritorious. Um, they also, of course, won their first series uh, earlier last year against the West Indies. But this Indian side's a very different uh, kettle of fish to the to the Pakistan and the West Indies side. Um, so, do I have confidence? I think if you're you know if you're a betting person and you've got your house on it. Uh, you'd go with India, but uh, but New Zealand may surprise. So they're going to miss Southey and Williamson. You know these two very vastly experienced players for New Zealand who have come back home and will be preparing for the Test yeah. series against England. Yeah, yeah. This and this is this is I suppose where we want to talk about depth all the time. And of course Trent Bolt, who doesn't have a New Zealand contract, right? Uh, he 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 would have been handy to have. So who do they rely on? Ish Sodi's not there. And 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 before yeah, we get well, before we go any further, because they are preparing for the World Cup, which by the way is October, November. It's a little way off, but they need to sort their subcontinent weapons out. How big a loss is Ish Sodi tonight? Oh, the, the, hard to measure, really. Um, bowled well in the Test series over there. Uh, you know, an established T Twenty player and a reasonable fifty over one, I think. Uh, you know, you want to give Sodi as much cricket as you can before that World Cup in the subcontinent, Stephen. So it's a loss from, you know, from a, the point of view of experience, practice, uh, being against a side like India in those conditions, because as you say, the World Cup will be in India in, in uh, just under 12 months' time. So it's it, a loss for New Zealand in terms of playing, but a real loss in terms of an opportunity to get them out there against the likes of Sharma, Gil, Kohli, you know, Suri Kumar, uh, terrific bat- batting lineup that the Indians have. Uh, so they'll rely on Satner, who of course is captaining the side with his 90 uh, caps and, and a vastly experienced and very good one-day player. Ferguson will play. He, he's got 50 games under his belt. And then you get into pretty inexperienced stuff with uh, Doug Braceful, Shipley or Duffy. Will be Two of those three will probably play. They have 24 who, who, caps. Who, who, would you, who would you play? Who would you play? Uh, well, it's interesting because Bracewell was the last one picked, but I like, I've always liked Doug Bracewell. Mm. I think he should have played a bit more cricket for New Zealand. He's more in the mould of uh, Matt Henry, who he's replacing. He, he, he's right arm, medium fast. He'll bowl around 135 to 140, and he bowls on that lovely line outside off stump. Shipley with one cap and Duffy with two are, of course, a lot less experienced. So for me, I would play uh, both bracewells. Uh, Michael uh, batting at seven as the off spinner, Satner as the you know left arm wristy. Uh, Ferguson would play, and I'd probably play uh, Bracewell and Shipley, who who was of course picked against for one of those games against Pakistan. How important is Lockie Ferguson to this outfit right now? 
vary. Um, you know, he's not, he can be a little bit expensive, but there isn't a lot of variety in that New Zealand attack. And, uh, you know, a player like Milne or uh, Ferguson bowling at 150 k's an hour add that variety. And he's worked on his variations. He's a much better bowler than he used to be. And there are many of us, Stephen, who'd like to see him playing the longer version of the game, uh, you know, and, and, and giving New Zealand some more variety in that form as well. So he's a key, um, obviously quite injury prone. And, you know, you're always walking on broken glass a little bit thinking, crikey, what could go wrong? Uh, but he's, he is, he's, he's absolutely critical. And this Indian batting lineup, when you look at it with Sharma and Kohli, you know, Sharma 228 matches, Kohli 268 matches, averaging 58. Sharma 49, and you've got Gill at 18 matches at 60. That top three's incredible, really. And uh, we're going to need Ferguson to be absolutely on his game. And, and, and New Zealand will have to make inroads into this Indian batting lineup quickly. So, so, so we're sort of throwing in a somewhat of an experimental bowling lineup, and, and the World Cup's not due till October, November. What do the selectors gain from this? Do they uh, this early in the year? Well, they haven't really got any choice. That's the problem. Um, you know, one of the things I've been saying to, particularly to Mark Watson when I've, when I've talked to him, is that, you know, there is, for my money, in terms of experience, that there is a lack of depth in New Zealand now. Uh, Wagner, Salvi, Bolt, this wonderful uh, trio, uh, all getting a little bit older. Uh, Wagner, I think, has probably just about done his time in a New Zealand shirt, not that he was involved in the white, white ball stuff. Uh, and so you're really having to try and bring these young players through. And, and it does mean, you know, I, I've talked about there being what I perceive to be a lack of succession planning in recent years, and I think we're paying for it a little bit now. So we, we do have an inexperienced side. Uh, having said that, you know, I, I do place great stock in, in Santner as a white ball player, and Bracewell so far has been a wonderful find. Uh, he's going to have a real challenge against this Indian batting lineup. And then, you know, the other thing, when you look at it at the other end of the team, um, Stephen, you know, you've got a, not much experience in the top order either. We know what Conway can do, but he's only played 15 one-day internationals. Alan is, you know, still... That's a big uh, question. That's a big question mark for me still. And I know I, 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 only because I'm, I'm a Guptill fan, right? Now, maybe I'm a Guptill fan for all the wrong reasons because... You know, he, he has experience. But, you know, they, they doused him in favour of Finn Allen. And Finn Allen hasn't come to come to play, really. He hasn't got close to it. And um, and I'm sorry, uh, no matter what, uh, what anyone says. You know, for me, and I've said it to your listeners before, I think the way they played him in the T20 World Cup was foolish. They just said, go out there and smash it. And it didn't work. He hasn't got a defensive game. That's the problem. So... He might be starting to develop it, and that's certainly why they want him to play in this longer version of the game. Because in order to, you know, before you attack, you have to be able to defend. And I haven't seen enough of that from Alan. Uh, you know, they've placed massive stocks in him. They've said that they want him there for the World Cup in October, November next year. And they've said a few months ago that's what they're focused on, and that's why Guttel's not in the squad. And that's a big call to make. Um, so I'm not saying at the moment that he's not good enough, but I'm certainly saying I'm I'm not yet I'm not even remotely convinced at the moment. And uh, you know there the, the seems to be a sort of love affair with him and with the public, uh, which belies his achievements so far. He flatters to deceive, in my view. Yeah, would you have would you have kept Guptill on in some sort of capacity, Absolutely. even if Absolutely. it was just white ball? 
Uh, I, I wouldn't have ever played him in red ball, but I'd certainly have him in the white ball mix, yeah. I mean, I think, again, also, when you go away and we look at that World Cup and you look at the experience in, in the New Zealand side, of course, they will have Salvi and Williamson back, which will add a lot. But uh, I, I just feel that to throw away Guptill uh, pretty unceremoniously as they have and to stake everything on Allen uh, carries with it a lot of risk. Uh, you know, if it pays off, well and good, and would, good on them. Would you call it mismanagement in this case, and in, in this solo case? Oh, I don't think it's mismanagement. I, I, I just think that it's it's risky. I, I've, I've often said though that for New Zealand to succeed with the amount of the, the limited amount of talent that we have, you have to take risks, and so that that's one that New Zealand have decided to take. You know, I sincerely hope for their sake that it does pay off because um, Alan will be an entertainer. He will be good to watch. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm certain he will be part of New Zealand cricket side for a long time. Um, but you want to have some, you know, sort of fruition in terms of run scoring. So, no, I, I don't think it's mismanagement, but I do think um, that to discard a person of Guptill's experience in a year like this, uh, when a lot of the rest of the squad is as relatively inexperienced, carries with it risk. I've got a line of thinking after talking to some people like yourself who have a lot more cricket knowledge than I, that there may be one of the problems with our one-day game going forward could be that the domestic competition just isn't tough enough. Couldn't agree more. And, um, and, and nor, you know, nor really does it attract much interest. And that's a shame. Uh, you know, the... Back in the day, as you'll remember, Radio Sport used to cover every game and the Shell Cup and the Shell Trophy. They were all broadcast. And people, I think that there was a lot more interest in domestic cricket full stop in those days. Uh, and because it's not, uh, I, mean, I know some of it is uh, is, is being uh, covered on the television and the weekends and things, but there's so little coverage of domestic cricket, really. And I, I, we're, we're unable, because the big bash is on in Australia and so on, we're unable to attract the overseas players. You might remember that in the 90s, uh, there were pl- players like Aravinda de Silva played over That's here. Right. Uh, I remember uh, Matthew Maynard, you know, some uh, Graham Hick, some very good players from overseas came and played in our season. And that's all changed now, and that's that's going to get worse. Uh, with the we now have the Bangladesh League, the Pakistan League. There's talk of a league, and there's one in South Africa. There's a talk of one in America. You know, I'm afraid all of that leads uh, to our domestic competition, unfortunately, getting weaker. So what would you do? There was a suggestion here on SENZ by someone. I'm trying to figure who made the suggestion that maybe, just maybe, New Zealand should start throwing a team or two into the Big Bash League. Well, it was Chris Cairns. Excuse me. It was Chris Cairns, Garth. Well, it's not a bad suggestion from Chris. Um you know, would, would they have us? That's <laughs> that's the other thing, uh, and they might. I mean, it's, it's no different to your, you know, your beloved Warriors, um, and 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 what's happened over there. You know, if we're just going to focus on playing domestic cricket uh, for our for our, you know, domestic players, it's going to become it, it's very tough for them to get better. Uh, and that that that's not a suggestion I've heard before, but it's not one that I'd turn my nose up at all. Uh, you know, the, the the big bash. I mean, I I struggle to watch it. I struggle to listen to it because I find the commentators are so dull. But um, <laughs> you're, uh, you we know, know but, you're a purist, Garth. We know you're a purist. Well, well, they're Australian and they're not. But they're not even interesting what they say. You know, they're, they're just it's just like a boys' club. It's very dull. Anyway, that's my view. But um, <laughs> but they don't talk about the you know the, the game itself and what's happening, and they don't give you those wonderful insights that we need. It's a 
But, but look, I, I I don't know. I, I, that would be a good thing, I think, Stephen, if, if we had an opportunity to play with those sorts of teams and those sorts of players. It could only benefit our players. And there was talk, and, and, and you know, Chris is right again, there, there, there was talk years ago, and in fact there was a Gillette Cup in, back in the 1970s where New Zealand uh, domestic teams, 50-over teams, did play against the Australian teams. And often, you know, there's been talk of New Zealand first-class teams joining the Sheffield Shield at times, you know, to, to try and get better competition as well. So it's not, it's not a new suggestion, but I think it's a good one. From, from your understanding of Hyderabad uh, and, and watching enough cricket from the subcontinent, is it a, is it a batter's pitch? Or what do you do if you win the toss? Uh, well, it, it's interesting because in Pakistan, you know, New Zealand won uh, the second one-day international batting uh, first, and they won the second one batting second. So that doesn't that doesn't give them too many indications. I think what I would expect to see is that the ball uh, will turn. Uh, you know, Hyderabad has, has a reputation for spinning, which will be a real test for New Zealand's batsmen. Yeah. Uh, you know, New Zealand, it'll be a very different conditions to in Pakistan where the ball didn't turn too much. So. I'd expect the ball to turn. I, I guess, I mean, my pick is that if New Zealand win the toss, they'll probably want to chase and bat second. Uh, you know, and, and so that's what, I, that's what I would think will happen, but time will tell. It's a beautiful day over there. Uh, you know, the game starts at 1.30pm local time, forecast high of 30 degrees, moderate humidity, couldn't be any better. Man, can you, do me the, can you give me the pitch report right now, put your key in the, key in the pitch, because you sound like you're there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd love to be able to do that for you. <laughs> Garth. We're, people, we just finished doing the Pakistan-New um, Zealand series, as you'll know, from a, yeah. a studio in Eddington with Jerry Coney and Daniel McCarty and, and, yeah. uh, and Richard Petrie up in Wellington in their studio. You, you've almost got to try and put yourself in the position that you are on the ground. <laughs> so, so perhaps I'm able to... I'm getting better at it. It's a modern world and you're, you're, you're a top bloke, Garth Galloway. Thanks for taking <laughs> me to the centimetres and the millimetres of what to look forward to tonight. Nice to talk. All the best to you and your listeners, Stephen. Thank you, Garth. Garth Galloway. Don't forget that first one coming away. The first one-day international of three between the Black Camps and India. So, Manaya, you've listened to Garth. Uh, where, do, where do you stand on this one? I got the impression pretty quickly that he's it's going to be a tough one for the Black Caps. Anytime you play India in India, uh, the deck is stacked so heavily in their favour that, you know, a, a series draw... <laughs> If one got washed out, we won one, lost one, uh, would be would be great. I've always wondered. You know what I've always wondered, and, and maybe we're not the right people to be talking about this because I'm not. I'm, I don't know an, an enormous amount of cricket, but I've always wondered. You can throw in this one too, mm-hmm. team leader. Uh, is why have New Zealanders always struggled with spin? Is, uh, that because, because, is that because of the conditions that we have here? Yes, yeah, that's oh. exactly right. So we have our green seeming pitches here. <laughs> they, uh, they don't, and this is <clears throat> we had Ish Sodi on not too long ago, and we were talking about just that. Same with Ajaz Patel as well. How hard is it as a spin applying your trade here in New Zealand? Because we need spinners for when, for exactly scenarios like tonight and scenarios like October. Um, excuse me, <clears throat> where. We need to play spin because those tracks favour it. But where do you get the reps in if you're a Kiwi player that specialises as a spin bowler? Plus, I think there's uh, an element of um, us cricket fans that just love watching the battle between spin bowler and, and batter. Those, particularly in tests, but you know we've seen T20 uh, matches start open with spin bowlers, mm-hmm. and we we don't really um, we don't really 
create or produce those kind of players. Yeah, it's interesting. I was going to ask him this question, but maybe it's a negative question. I should be incredibly positive. But he agreed with the the idea that the local competition, the one day, is weak. I wonder whether there is a fear that if we don't sort that out, you know, our one-day form, our T20 form, and the next generation won't bring us what we require and that something needs to be done from the top. Well, I actually think that from talking to um, Mitch McLennigan, who's going to be hosting the show on Friday, um, that it's actually that's part of the problem is that because the the way the Super Smash is set up at the moment and the way it's um, all run, you know, centrally from New Zealand cricket – it's essentially a feeder league for the Black Caps. They're looking for the next uh, to unearth the next big star. Yeah. They don't offer contracts to a lot of veterans who are at the end of their career because they see that slot as you know potentially being another up and comer, which, in some people's opinions, weakens the competition because you now don't have these grizzled veterans at you know 32, 33 years old to harden those players coming up uh, through the ranks yeah, who have played international cricket. Exactly. I would ra- I would rather send young players away to stronger leagues and then bring them into the black cap environment. Wouldn't that be the smarter way of doing it if you if you recognise that your your own competition is a bit poo? Well, or or by treating your own competition as its own competition in its own right, uh, as opposed to a feeder league for the national competition, you then create a competition that is exactly what you're saying, exactly what yeah. we need. It's a it's a competition of adults, you know. Men, grown men, professionals who play their sport, and if you are good enough to compete against that, then arguably you're good against uh, you're good enough to compete at the international level. But but I'm not telling you anything when I say the big thing killing all this. Moolah, money. Mm. Other leagues throwing big money and all those international boys that may be at the end of their tether going, ooh, I could make a lot of money here as my phone goes <laughs> off again. Okay, uh, it's uh, 6.22. I've got to stop that. I thought I'd put it on silent. I apologise. What song was that? Uh, um, uh, anyway, moving on. <laughs> it's uh, 6.22. You know what my nickname around the traps is? Then just go figure that one. 6.22. This is the SCNZ Run Home with uh, Stephen and the lads. If you want to share any of your thoughts about tonight's match, feel free to get on the Makita New Zealand phone line. That's 0800 This is The Run Home. Thanks to our good mates at Rotoflex by Blundstone. Stability meets the freedom to move.